93.9 The Eagle, broadcasting live from the Zimmer Radio Group World Headquarters. This is the CEO Roundtable with Fred Perry. Ready for interviews with movers and shakers from our community as we dive in for a deeper look inside Columbia. Now, here's your host, Fred Perry. And welcome to the CEO Roundtable Show. Fred Perry, your host this weekend. Glad that you have tuned in. Very pleased to welcome to the Eagle Studios, of a place where he has become very familiar, Mike Murphy. I almost called you Mike Martin for a second, but that Mike ha- Murphy. That does happen. <laughs> does that, isn't yeah. that funny? Mike Murphy, who is the publisher of Como Buzz, C-O-M-O-B-U-Z dot com, and the new co-host of a brand new program on the Eagle Heard every Sunday morning from 8 to 10, Columbia Buzz Show. Yep, correct. How, how about that? Me and Al. Me and Al German. You and Al German, the, the big kahuna, they called him. The uh, Columbia radio legend, yeah, I've been calling that's him. That's right. I heard you say that last weekend. So. <laughs> he loves that. Yeah, I bet he does. Of course he does. <laughs> What's that like? You know, you've been doing that for a few years on another radio station. You have switched a very similar show in, in many respects, but you're sort of in new digs now, and you have a different audience. Uh What's it like? Do you, do you notice a difference uh, between the audiences, uh, between the old radio station and the new radio station? No, because a lot of the old are coming over. Ah, they're following you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we hear a lot of the same voices, which is good. Yeah. And we hear lots of new voices when the calls come in. So, wow. No, so it feels real good. A difference in call volume? About the same. Okay. Uh, even, uh, it's, it has to pick up here a little bit. It's been really good, actually. But we were like getting to the point on the other place where uh, we were going to have to start filtering because we were getting a lot of call volume. We yeah. had it going pretty good over there for a while but you know uh, so my, my partner over there bob roper yeah he he was ready to retire also yeah. so there was a confluence of a lot of things that went on and i had a uh, this opportunity over here is really a uh, a, st- a strategic opportunity for me and como buzz to, yeah to uh, uh utilize the resources that are here to really help get the word out about como buzz so i'm pretty tickled about what's yeah, happening good here. for you and uh for people who don't know for whatever reason you've been on the show many times uh i love having you on this show um Tell people what Como Buzz is. So Como Buzz is a website. Uh, it's like a new. I'm a newspaper. I'm forty years, forty year newspaper man. So it's very much reads like a newspaper, written like a newspaper. But it's a website. There's no print edition. It covers uh, politics, government, and elections really hard in uh, Colombia. Also some cultural events and uh, other things that are going on. Uh, we're trying to be. We think of ourselves as uh, a little more in depth reporting than tends to be available elsewhere. And I like to refer to it as an, an opportunity, uh, an attempt to what's going to happen in the post-daily newspaper world, which we have entered into yeah. with the demise of the Columbia Tribune. So I spent a lot of time on, I did not really think it would go this way in the beginning, but it's kind of niching this way. There's so many government-like watchdog stories that need to be done. There's a lot of yeah. things going on that need to be reported that aren't being reported. They're really starting to come my way. I'm kind of swamped in them now. So, And, and I feel good about it. I, we're getting quite a few stories that are uh, uh, really, I think, important. I, we need to branch out now and, and, and flesh ourselves out with a little bit more, some interesting, more cultural things and lifestyle type type stories that are uh, interesting to broaden our audience. I'm uh, working on that now. Yeah, you've got a brand new story that uh, was breaking this week that nobody else had. Um, and it has to do with what what could be shaping up to be a class action suit against the city 
for charging its citizens for recycling services, but not providing recycling services. <laughs> That's right. So That's uh, the essence uh, of it. You know, I've been paying a sewer bill. Uh, my house is 103 years old, and uh, since they've been charging sewer bills, uh, we've been paying a sewer bill, but uh, I am one of 12 houses on my street that is not connected to the city sewer. Oh. And uh, so maybe there's a class action suit of 12 people there. But but anyway, it's, it's interesting. Uh, but this is a service that is being charged for that is not being performed. Give us the details. So the city charges everybody $17.37 a month. That's been historical, and it's been a while now, and it is for weekly pickup of trash and recycling. That's how it began, which, by the way, is in the city charter, which is a whole nother, uh the, the charter. Recycling has yes. was added to the charter. Yes. Interesting. Side A little bit of a side like there, but the essence of the story is, the essence of the lawsuit is that... Um, the, the, the residents of the city pay that $17.37 per month for curbside pickup of trash and recycling weekly. Mm-hmm. Well, some time back, they cut recycling to twice a week, and then in May, they suspended it altogether because they didn't have enough staff, enough truck drivers to pick up recycling. So there has not been curbside pickup of recycling in Columbia since May. However, they continue to charge the same $17.37. So finally here, somebody, and they, they want to turn this into a class action suit, they uh, they they filed the lawsuit to this week, um, Tuesday. The city doesn't have even have it yet. Uh, I suspect they'll get it today. Tell but me the, who filed it. Uh, uh, her name is Christine Gardner, working with... Uh, the uh, Columbia attorney Anthony Meyer. So I don't know if you know former, she's a yeah. former. I do. She's yeah. a former city employee. Yeah. I think she worked for Parks and Recreation yeah. for many years. Yeah, she's yeah. been an activist. She's been yeah. busy in recycling. Um, yeah. She's been around quite a while. So she's a very familiar name to people around City Hall for sure. Yeah, it lives very near me, as I understand. So yeah, she, yeah, she lives uh, around the corner. Yeah. yeah. So I um, and so the uh, do you think that the the intent, the spirit of her lawsuit is to get the city to get their act together, or is it is it to gain some kind of monetary uh, reward. I think it's for the city to get its act together. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what the lawsuit says. Uh, let me take, see if I can find a look at it. They're, they're seeking uh, damages and penalties, whatever is available under Missouri law. They haven't asked for anything specifically. A declaration that the city has been unjustly enriched and that the city disgorge any unlawfully gained funds. And then... Uh, now, what does that mean? That means that whatever they've taken in here... That means they're charging for something that they're not providing the service, so they should mm-hmm. give that money back. Hmm. Uh, they, but the city does that a lot, don't they? I mean, isn't there a stormwater fee? And aren't there just a lot of fees that uh, the city has the right to collect? But I'm, I, well, maybe not a lot, but aren't there some other fees that the city collects? I don't know. You're looking. You're looking at me with a very puzzled. I'm not sure. Face, well, but, I'm trying to think. Yeah, it's a lot are based on usage. I'm not sure if you uh, have to pay something. And if there's something that, for a time being, you don't get anything in return. I'm so, not, I'm sort of not, like paying property taxes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And personal property taxes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's a whole different... Different, is, different conversation. This is a fee. Yeah, this is a... This uh, is a fee. A cost yeah. of service that's yeah. being provided, supposedly. Yeah. Okay. And, 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 their, and their lawsuit states, it says, it is fundamental that one cannot charge money and obligate another to pay for services one does not provide. Hmm. And at least that's what uh, they're going to make the case. And, and at the end of the lawsuit, though, the part that I think really what they're interested in is it also asks for a permanent injunction ordering the city to provide household recycling pickup. I, yeah. I, I think this lady is a uh, recycling activist or at least enthusiast. And, I, and her, like I think a lot of people, are pretty disappointed in the city's 
performance with recycling. And, you know, they have way bigger problems with recycling than actually picking it up right now, which is a whole nother story. But this this lawsuit happened to get filed this week. Um so we don't take phone calls on this program for obvious reasons. I'm afraid of scary people, <laughs> uh, crazy people. Uh, but you do take phone calls yep. during your program. You ought to ask people, what is the most creative use for the blue bag, the, the city's recycling blue bag? Yeah. What's the most creative thing you have done with that bag other than recycling? Wouldn't that be yeah. interesting to know? Yeah. I mean, I would guess that there are addicts full of, I, yeah. I would guess that the people at Love, Inc. and Salvation Army see a lot of blue bags. Yeah, that is an interesting question, and, and there are definitely still plenty of them out there. I think. Well, we still get vouchers, don't we? Even though uh, I think uh, they, somebody just asked me that. Just here, I think they quit, but I couldn't swear to it. I don't okay. think they do anymore. But uh, so, so the blue bags are no longer free. Uh, I do not think so. Well, on this subject, you know, one of the things I want to talk to you about because you there was a thirty million dollar solution yeah. to recycling, and that was to add an additional roll cart. Now. Roll carts, which the majority of people voted against uh, not too many years ago. Right. Uh, so people hate roll carts. So let's add insult to injury and add another roll cart so, just for the purpose of recycling. Well, Is that? Am I reading that right? Yeah, you absolutely are. So first of all, we have a meeting next Thursday to talk about storing roll carts on private property because what just came up recently is there's no real ordinance in place for what we're going to do with the first roll card. And I think everybody kind of has real qualms about what this is going to look like uh, when they roll this out. We'll, we'll, we'll see. But yes, right behind this. So in March, they roll out automated pickup with a roll card of trash. What's being planned right now, and they're deep in the planning, they've hired a consultant. They, a consultant's been working for a year. They paid him three hundred twenty grand. Wow. To, yeah, That's to, not a bad annual salary. Well, it's what, it's what they do. Yeah. And uh, the conclusion... The conclusions are this, threefold. Number one, the materials recovery center or facility at the landfill, that's the the recycling facility, is at the end of its life. It's been running for 23 years. They've never invested anything in it or put anything back. This is the dirty MRF, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. It's, it, it, it needs to be replaced. Yeah. There's there's uh, uh, four solutions for that. We'll come back to that in a second. Number two, they want the recommendation is to go to automated pickup of recycling, just like... Uh, they do uh, trash. That will require another roll card for everybody, a second roll card for everybody. That's mm. going to cost about two million bucks, and then uh, ten or twelve more of those sidearm trucks that pick up those carts. That are it's about eight hundred grand a year. They lease them. So we're not really sure that um, the roll carts uh, and that type of system is, is going to work in Columbia, uh, just based on what we know so far. So we're going to double down and, and maybe uh, increase our risk oh, by yeah. throwing well, recycling well, into what, the mix. It, it might not work, but it's what we're going to be living with. <laughs> so we're going to have mm. a small fortune invested in it. it, isn't yeah. going, it I don't see it going backwards. <laughs> but the real scary thing here, or what I think is going to be interesting, is, you know, the city can come up. I thought this whole Murph thing was going to be three, four, five million bucks. I had no idea back in the summer I heard this presentation about I knew this was coming um, and the city can come up with that pretty easy they do it all the time if you notice you know just out at uh, this uh, sports field house that, that they're expanding adding 44,000 square feet they, the original price tag was five million bucks they find out it's nine and a half million bucks they came up with four and a half million bucks just like that to to get that done it's not like the city doesn't have some resources but 30 million bucks that's a different story that's yeah. going to roll to citizens that's going to roll to the people who they're either going to have to pass a bond issue which they won't be able to on this issue right why 
Because people are against it. They're, yeah. 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 So okay. number one, there's an issue with them ever passing a bond issue again, short term, because they still haven't. Jump over to utilities, yeah. the electric and Midway. water. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a disaster. It's a mess. Yeah. Money that from 2015 still isn't spent. And, they're, and from 18, and there's people angry about it because their water isn't running. Put that aside for a minute. Now you're going to ask them for something around $30 million to continue recycling. I think people want to generally support recycling, but they're going to have to get a roll cart. It's going to be a mess. 30 million bucks. It's going to have to be paid for somehow in as a service fee because they're going to want it to pay for itself. So bottom line is it's going to be another city service. It's going to cost a lot more pretty quick here. And meanwhile, our mayor is where? Yeah, I don't know. What week is it? Uh, okay. Oh, she's Oh wait, no, pr- producer Brian, uh the the mayor is um the mayor is currently in Dubai, Dubai correct? That's okay. correct, yes. Now, I understand they don't like the mayor in Dubai. Or did I, did I mishear that? Why would that be? I don't know. Um, or maybe it's they don't like the Flintstones in Dubai. Oh, you're referring... I maybe got it's because yeah. they okay, like yeah. oil. Oh, that could be. Okay, Flintstones. Okay, but but where do <laughs> but they... The, that's terrible. The people friend. in Abu Dhabi do. Oh, very good. All right, that's um, exactly right. Oh, you guys, I don't want to get caught. <laughs> I want to check out of this He never dreamed that would be on the air. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that's an old dad joke that you can tell but that anyway but since the mayor is in dubai why why exactly is the mayor in dubai so is she wearing her t-shirt i wonder i don't know i think okay. she, i think the essence of it this really has crystallized people in columbia I, I, I hear a lot of people really angry about mm-hmm. it they just don't get it and i actually want to explain it on her behalf i i think she's made a i, I mean i think she, i, I I think she's really da- doing damage to herself politically. We, we we will see this traveling around the T-shirt. I mean, there's she's there's a lot of self-inflicted wounds here because but, she was before she was in Dubai. She was somewhere else. Well, she was in uh, uh, New York for a while with the Bloomberg thing. Oh, she was in China. That oh, okay. story isn't going away. China or I, Japan? Was China? It China? Okay. Yeah, getting uh, groomed for, by uh, <laughs> by by. Communist forces, <laughs> Communist Party uh, espionage agents. Oh, I like, like that. That's, that, that, yeah. that's, that story is not over. Yeah. I, I can tell you that okay. there's going to well, be more coming. You from would that. know. Of I all would because yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm working on it. Because you're writing it. Yeah. yeah. She was in Wisconsin for a while. Yeah. Um, but but here's the here's the thing. But every, because everything's running so smoothly in Columbia. Well, is that no. what it is? Columbia City government is a dumpster fire. Yeah. But you know, that's a nice me- way. Of I'm it. not sure if her meddling around City Hall really is part of the solution anyway and in the big picture i don't think it is and you know certainly mm. this looks like and there would be you know like she's sort of in, instead of working on behalf of the citizens of columbia she's out patting her own resume for some kind of future job or something what is she running for do you think i have no idea i don't mm. think she, i don't i don't think she's electable in anything but but here's the bottom line is think about her accomplishment the city has this climate action and adaptation plan yeah. that's a 109 page document that she spent 11 years as a sustainability director getting basically paid yeah, oh together. yeah yeah basically the driving force behind that that thing is that you go to the city's 280 page budget Every department has to justify itself through that that sustainability document, which is goal is to reduce greenhouse gas emissions to zero by 2050 or something like that for the city. What an accomplishment it is for a city employee to actually get something like that done and get something like that implemented. It feels like only in Columbia, Missouri. So her resume on the world stage is she's taken a very large city and implemented climate change provisions through 
Every tentacle of city government. Wow. Yeah. That's Mike Murphy, who is the publisher of Como Buzz and the host of the new Sunday morning show heard only here on The Eagle. We will be back with him to talk more about what's happening in our fair city. You're listening to 93.9 The Eagle. This is the CEO Roundtable with Fred Perry on 93.9 The Eagle. And welcome back to the CEO Roundtable Show. Fred Perry, your host this weekend. We are visiting with Mike Murphy, who is the publisher of Como Buzz, C-O-M-O-B-U-Z.com. Check it out and subscribe. And also the co-host of the new show that is uh, right here on the Eagle on Sunday mornings from 8 o'clock in the morning till 10 o'clock in the morning. And then you can listen to the uh, Columbia Buzz show and then get all irritated and then go to church and ask for forgiveness. And so it's it's a perfect thing for... We're not that irritating. We're trying to keep it. We're trying to keep it light. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good luck with that. Uh, you're talking about reality, which is not light. But it um, So we were talking about the Climate Rescue and Ad- Adaptation Plan. Um, <laughs> yeah. And well, the acronym for that is CR. The they call it the CAP. Nope. C- <laughs> C- okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Climate Rescue and Adaptation Plan. C-R-A-P. Okay. Well, I, that, that makes sense. The, the rule is, is that you, as a city department, had better come prepared with a plan and a budget to somehow show how your department in city government is living more sustainably. Is that a fair yeah. assessment? Yeah, and some of it, you know, we've made jokes that it start. you know, you got to turn the lights out when you leave the room, you know, or we switch to LED yeah. light bulbs, that kind of thing. Well, they had those toilets. It was very confusing well, about which button to push in City Hall. And, and I make a, a pretty, when I'm making fun of this, it's that the uh, the city manager had to get rid of plastic silverware and begin using metal silverware. And that's a true story. It always absolutely true. Yeah, you're making this, fun of it, but it's it, a true story. Oh, I, I pulled all, this is, you can go right to the city budget and pull it all out of there every they department talk about, they talk about this stuff. constantly everything is looked through this lens every single city department budget has a statement of how they are managing their department to meet the demands of the caap climate action adaptation oh, you plan changed the yeah name of it. okay which is which its goal is of eliminating greenhouse gas emissions from city operations by 2050 hmm. Now, and, and what my point was, whether it's the CAAP or whether it is CRAP, yeah. to think about a sustainability manager hired for probably not a lot of money, I don't want to be insulting about the amount of money, on a grant in like 2010, 10, 11, 12 years ago now, uh, and leaving with a department that now is like five people and has a $675,000 a year budget and has produced a document that basically impacts every, it impacts climate goals in every department in the city. Every department in the city is required to kowtow to this document. In a city of Columbia, I mean, it's a a beautiful town of 120,000 that has a major university in the middle of America. You can see how she weasels herself onto seminars on the national stage oh, for what she's accomplished. Because it's so absurd. I mean, it's, it's so absurd that <laughs> that people are drawn. to I don't that. think I, that's why they're bringing no, her. No, there. but I think that's that's how she, you get the, you just be as absurd as you possibly can, and you're going to get national attention. By the way, do you recognize this sound? Okay, listen, listen closely. <laughs> that's the sound of hot coffee going over styrofoam. I love styrofoam. Don't you love your coffee in styrofoam? Uh, yeah. I do, too. I, I mean, I it is like styrofoam. It's like the best thing ever invented. So, anyway, um, I guess that uh, 
I mean, do you think there's a chance that a new mayor could get elected in this town and just completely wipe out all of this stuff on no. day one? I think we were going to... And they could be a dictator for one day? I no. Mean, you've heard that before, right? Yeah. Uh, is that yeah. possible? I no. mean, is that something that... Why no. not? Why not? Because the mayor in this town has no authority by the city charter other than any other council member. They got a bully pulpit. They're so elected driving, at large. who's driving the crazy train? Um, if it's not the mayor... Is it, surely the city manager is smarter than this. No, I don't think so. And I do think the mayor is driving. I think that she does have the bully pulpit. There are many like-minded individuals. The city council only turns over two people a, a year. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like-minded. We're lucky. Yeah, there's like-minded people there. Um, I, I, I think we got to start talking on that subject. We got look at Jeff City. I'm not really ready for this. I'm working on it. But we need to start talking charter change. I was against it because I think that an operation like this really should be professionally run with a high high priced, high powered city, city manager. manager. Mm-hmm. Yep. But well, what would the charter change about our former government? I mean, uh, what what would there's, what would fundamentally change? Well, let's look at Jeff City or other areas, that, or even like Ashland. Typically, the mayor still is the chief administrative official and has real power. Now they hire them administrators, but the mayor has administrative responsibility and the city administrator reports to that mayor and the rest of council. So you can unelect that mayor and you can force change. And we just saw that at Jeff City. Uh, when Carrie Turgeon went out and uh, uh, Ron Fitzwater came in, the city administrator was gone like the next week and they've had a shift in policy and thinking down there. And for good or bad, it can happen. In Columbia, it can't because the city manager is not, he is way extremely powerful, in charge of everything, uh, controls everything, yet doesn't answer the voters. The only thing to hold him accountable is, is city council members, of which the mayor is just, is just one. They do a terrible job of, they don't know how to do it. They don't even really know what their role of governance is. So as a result, they're always squabbling around in, in their political things, uh, uh, preening for whoever's put them in office and the city manager just uh, is not held accountable for any kind of performance standards. And when you see things crashing and burning, when you see the dumpster fire, the truth of the matter is it's not on the mayor, it's on the city manager, but there's nobody here to hold the city manager accountable. Uh, okay. And and why do you think that is? I mean, what, what? they don't know how, because we're not electing oh. people with that. What the primary, our election thing is so screwed up. That's why I want to start writing about it. Well, we, we're going to ask them about what they think about policing. What they, are they conservative or are they, are they progressive? Uh, what do they think about affordable housing? All kinds of nonsensical, ridiculous qualifications when really they're much more like a school board. Their real job is to work together to set policy and set standards and for the city manager and they really do none of that they don't even do job performance reviews of him it's amazing yes so so when you look at the dysfunction it's not an easy answer and i've been trying to come up with ways that i could like suggest ways to attack this dysfunction but it it, i don't think it's as easy as i I think we're going to need to elect a different mayor but i'm not sure that it's going to make a fundamental difference i think it might not be as embarrassing or as silly but i just don't see a mayor coming in and having that kind of impact unless they're really some type of you know powerful forceful person which i still don't see it happening i mean would you say public approval of the mayor is pretty good right now no i think it's i think it's i think it was so you think people are paying attention do you, I, I think they're starting to hear about this. really yes okay I do. you and go what back what do you think has triggered that well, is just it the road cards is well, it utilities no. is it we, we go back to the diversity breakfast that's a year ago okay? okay and then it's police okay she can say oh i support the police all i want 
does anybody not hear the police screaming? I think yeah. the citizens are hearing that. They're yeah. saying, we are not being supported. Plus, that isn't, that's going to get worse before it gets better. It was a crisis down 20 officers. Now they're down 40 officers. I don't feel we've hit bottom yet. I, I, Jill Schlutte has has a, a, just a yeoman's job in front of her to try to get this thing turned around. Plus juggle all the craziness and, and uh, antics of the city council. And that's all where it rests. They're yeah. the city manager. So then you just keep going. Then the silly words that she's talking after uh, the two cops got in the thing at Harpo's. That just goes back to cops. Yeah. Then all these these trips that, you know, that she's on. It, it's just, uh, I actually. Is it fair to say the city is getting buffaloed right now? I don't feel like she's really doing that much wrong. It's just uh, that is impactful. It's just that the public perception, to answer your question, I think they're start. I think more and more people are starting to hear that there's something wrong up there, and I think there's enough people talking about her in a negative way that it's got to be hurting her a little bit. See, I see. I, I surround myself with people, and, and I am very self aware about this. That tend to think like me. And so uh, I I am surprised at how aware people seem to be about how crazy some of this stuff is. But then, you know, that on Wednesday morning, the first Wednesday morning in April, I'm always shocked yeah. that we have just elected a school board and a city council that flies, you know, contrary to everything that people are telling me about mm-hmm. how crazy and screwed up our city and school I, district I, is. I know. I you know. know? So I, I just wonder if, if uh, but you think there's growing frustration and dissatisfaction within the electorate with our current mayor. I do. Okay. I do. Very interesting. Um, I want to talk about the new police chief. And uh, again, uh, as you just said, she has yeoman's work that needs to be done, uh, not hired under the most ideal circumstances. Frankly, I was totally shocked that we went with an internal candidate. I think that's a good thing. Uh, a lot of people in town think that that's a bad thing because we're going to get just the same old, same old. Uh, but for me, the same old, same old is a good thing. Um, of course, I'm a middle-aged white male. You know what I mean? And I, I guess I don't see everything that other people see. But uh, I think our police department does a pretty darn good job. I am surprised that we did not hire a a black male at the end of his career to come in and just stir up as much stuff without having to worry about what his next job would be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, and I asked to Carl and see what on this program, I said, do you feel any sense of pressure to hire a person of color to to fill the seat? And he sort of looked at me like I was crazy and he told me no, but you know, I think most of us predicted that that's what was going to happen, but it didn't happen. So why Jill Sluty? Why, why do you, why do you think they chose to go with her? Well, I won bets that she would get it. Uh, so, a couple, number one, and I've written about this, Seawood's made eight or nine key de- director hires in the last year. Mm-hmm. Name, name some of them. Uh, human resources, uh, information technology, fire chief, parks and rec director. Okay, and what do you, works, what do, what do you draw director. from that? Every single one. He's done a national search, yeah. paid good money for a national search every single time to find the best candidate in the nation. And every single time, every single time, he's hired the number two person in the department. Okay, so he's hired this, an insider. He's never gone outside. Yeah. Is that good or bad? Well, it could be either. I, I could argue either way. Some of them, it's good. because Outsiders don't do very well in Columbia, if you haven't noticed. Maybe not. But when you have a, a, a department that is has not performed in years, like human resources, 
you, you realize, of course, that the police department doesn't have its own human resources department. The police department that's down 40 officers is human resources department is the same city's human resources department that does everything else for hmm. city. So some, if, if I was on city council, I might be asking the city manager to articulate to me with the help of his newly hired HR director what they are doing different or innovative, creative, anything at all, actually, to solve this problem as it just continues to degenerate. And I don't think you're going to get an answer. Hmm. So I think sometimes you got to say, hey, I have to go find somebody who can help me here because I got this indeed is a national uh, uh, issue, but the sheriff's handling it. So, you know, and, is there uh, is there a consultant we could hire to help with that? Well, but continue on the, the answer. The other thing is this. You're down 40 officers. I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Your, your command staff, if, if all, almost all those guys or half of those guys could retire if they want. To. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think Jill is a stabilizing force. And if I'm Seawood and I have half a brain, which she does, um, I think that makes her I don't think you can afford to go outside and, and run off what few officers you have left. And more importantly, command staff that's there and go through the disaster that it would take to get this thing rebuilt over a two or three year period. They're too close. I mean, I don't think people realize how close I've been asking the sheriff and I asked Joe Schluti in an interview I'm going to publish yet this week. How close are we to you having to call the highway patrol or the sheriff department the National and, a, Guard. and ask for help because you just end getting the job done. Yeah. And she don't want to talk about it, but it's, it's totally true. I, I, she, she is in her honeymoon. She should be talking about it. She should be talking about everybody about, hey, do you know that at any given time there are only three officers on yeah. the street at night mm-hmm. uh, in our entire city? I mean, th- that is something she should be telling everybody right now while it's clearly not her fault. Yeah. And that's what I've chatted with her about and I've been talking about is this issue she's been saying. And, I'm, you know, she's not a politician. This isn't what I would be advising her to say. She's saying that her biggest priority is addressing the shortage of the HR issue, the shortage of officers, the officers that are leaving. They can't recruit them, and, this, and once they do recruit them, they lose them, they can't retain them. Uh, if that were an easy answer, that would be done That would be done already. And her taking that on, I almost feel like that's not even her job. You know, that's the HR department's job. But she has to do it because what can she do when she's down 40 officers and I think soon to be 50 well, officers? It's the same thing the sheriff's doing. I mean, he's going out and building daycare for his first responders. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's trying to address some of the things. He's being innovative. You know, he, that, the um, other thing is, is he's telling recruits that, hey, you can come here and be a cop and we can, and you can go enforce laws and arrest bad guys. Uh, uh, without someone second guessing you every well, move you make? Or, or, or you're doing whatever they're doing in Columbia. That for, the problem in Columbia right now is, okay, they're working 12-hour shifts. Think about this. You work a 12-hour, it stretches to 14 or 16. You work another one, it stretches to 14 or 16. You work another one, then you finally get a day off. They call you in and you got to work another one because they don't yeah, have enough guys. You burn out. And your kids got a ball game. Yeah. That's Mike Murphy. He is the publisher of Como Buzz and the host of the new Sunday morning program right here on The Eagle called Columbia Buzz. Back with him after this on the CEO Roundtable. You are listening to 93.9 The Eagle. This is the CEO Roundtable with Fred Perry on 93.9 The Eagle. And welcome back to the CEO Roundtable Show. Fred Perry, your host this weekend. We are visiting Mike Murphy, who's the publisher of ComoBuzz.com. And I would encourage you to check it out. It is the best reporting in Columbia. It is telling you what is happening 
behind the scenes. And it's also our form, the only form of watchdog journalism that we have left in Columbia. And uh, doing a great job, Mike. And I Thanks. appreciate that. And, and people need to support local journalism by uh, by subscribing to Como Buzz. And you get access to a lot of your information that you will not read anywhere else. And so I uh, encourage you to do that. Uh, now part of the Zimmer family uh, working out with us on uh, Sunday mornings uh, with the Columbia Buzz show and um, um, with Al Jermon. And, and so uh, I, I like talking to you because you're one of the few people that I get to talk to on a regular basis that really knows what's happening in this town. And I, and I, I have friends who have been, uh, Hank Waters used to call them uh, uh, civically challenged because they yeah. just, you know, they were just all they cared about what was, what was happening, you know, in local news and so forth. And, and, um, we seem to have lost that. People really don't know. You you say somebody's name, they say, well, who's that? And I said, oh, my gosh, well, that's the school superintendent. And, you know, why don't you know that? You're a business leader in this community. Um, there's just a tremendous downgrade in engagement in our community. Yeah, the lack of civic engagement is uh, distressing. I've I've quit complaining about it as, I, as much as I used to because you're not going to, I don't think, shame people into it again. You know, I... I, I spent 40 years as a newspaper publisher in, 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 in a few different towns, and I always considered it a responsibility, perhaps just not as my own self, but also in that role, to be actively involved in knowing what's going on with local government. I, and I've got to know many, many you know great men and women in towns who also did. But as time went on, they were lesser and lesser and lesser. And you can almost identify them in town in the circle of people who really did keep track. Bob Roper comes to mind in that. You know, mm-hmm. here's the guy who's yeah. really, th- th- there's guys like that in every town, but they're fewer and fewer and fewer between. Yeah. And I notice right now, uh, uh, I hate this, but uh, uh, professionals, doctors, lawyers, and uh, school teachers, uh, architects, people who live good lives, you can bump into them around Columbia, and they don't even know what ward they live in, much less who their city council person it, is. It disappoints me that the St. Louis Post-Dispatch and the Kansas City Star, I almost said Times, that shows you how old I am, um, have a higher paid circulation than our local newspapers. Well, the the the, the Tribunes had it. I mean, they're 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 I mean, one they're of the, down to under two thousand. Yeah, they're from, one of the, from eighteen thousand just five or six years ago. Yeah, they're a Gannett. They're one of the casualties. They're what they call a ghost newspaper. Now it's it's alive and it's got a it's been printed every day. There's just nothing in it. Yeah, and the Missourian is you know a, a, a you know young reporters out practicing writing stories, which so, I appreciate. Me you too. Know, it's, me it's, too. It's, I don't often like the context or the, yeah, right. the the lack of background in the story, but you know yeah. I appreciate what they're doing. If you take it for what it is. Is. The problem is if you want to make it into something that it isn't, which is what we all wish maybe we could have. But so the fact of the matter is, and then you know, radio and TV is a kind of different kind of thing. Radio is yeah. you know sound bites largely. TV is a little bit different than that. And, and frankly, the TV, some of the TV reporting in this town is horrendous. It mm. just should not exist. It's mm. below any kind of professional standards. I could just give you just even recent examples. I just shake my head, but. Uh, so we're, we're, we're entering into a world where there's very, very, look at Columbia. There's, you know, we have this great journalism school, right? We used to have, we have two newspapers. We yep. got a handful of radio stations yep. and a couple of TV stations. We've got the magazines and, uh, uh, in terms of government type enterprise, watchdog, long form reporting, there's really 
none of it. Uh, in, in fact, that's why I exist because there's absolutely nobody else in the yeah. niche. Yeah, that's pretty sad. I want to talk a little bit about this story that uh, I think you had uh, presiding commissioner Kip Kendrick on your program last weekend. Um, there was something passed by the legislature uh, that would allow taxing entities like county governments uh, to freeze property tax payments for people who are age 65 and older. And when you, you start to think about, and I, I look at how my property taxes have jumped, and I'm still earning income. Uh, I look at how my property taxes have jumped in the last two years. Uh, it is shocking to me that how much more I'm paying today and how much I will pay December 31st at the end of this month more than I paid last December 31st and the, the December 31st before that owing, owing the same pieces of property, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, but there's a chance there was, there's an opportunity to freeze that for seniors. And because when you get on a fixed income, uh, you like to be able to anticipate, Hey, I paid $2,500 in property taxes last year. Uh, it would be good for me to know that I'm still going to pay $2,500 for property taxes, uh, next year. But the county commission in, in Columbia, in Boone County has decided, yeah, we're, uh, we're not going to adopt that because the language is confusing. Give us, kind of the quick update on that scenario i think that uh they they didn't want to adopt it anyway and there's they so two of them are up for election next year so so here's what you got they don't they don't really want nothing to do with it and it is a very poorly written bill uh it's it's not clear it wasn't done properly they're they're right on all the intent was clear correct Yeah, yeah absolutely yeah and the magnitude is small they're they're hugely exaggerating the amount of money that it will uh cost because those facts haven't really been fleshed out and out there, but you can just do a little bit of arithmetic I have and in the order of magnitude is so small here compared to, you know, what, what the, the grand total of property taxes that are collected. So it can be implemented by a petition drive or by the county board. The county board has made it clear they're not. So state rep Shree Tolson Rice started the petition initiative to get it on the ballot. If it gets on the ballot, it'll probably pass. It's, that'll be going on during an election year when you got two county commissioners up for election. And are they going to come out against it? Well, because they no. basically so, have come out against it by saying we're not going to adopt it because it's confusing. Well, they just changed their tune. They weren't even going to do anything. And now all of a sudden they're saying, uh, oh, the, the, the language is terrible, which is true. Mich- uh, uh, Missouri uh, Association of Counties yep. is going to write new language and we're going to try to get it back through the legislature. So we don't oppose it. We just oppose it in this form. Well, that buys them a year to say they don't oppose it until elections are over. Yeah. Mm. You know, when I read your article about what some of the people from the library district and some of the people from the schools were saying, it really made my blood boil. Yeah. Uh, and I, I feel sorry for these people that are over age 65. They don't have kids in the school system. Some of them never did. But yet, and you know, 86% of your property taxes are going to the local schools. Um, it's just, it's such an insult for these people to say, after we have given and given and given, uh, and the, the fact that we're spending $19,000 to educate every single student every single year that goes through our, our school system, it's such an insult to say, well, you're going to really ruin our schools if, if you pass this thing. So I, I talked to Kip about uh, you need to quit quoting the Columbia Public Schools. They're saying it could cost them 3 to $6 million, and Kip was putting that out in information. Now, that would be the money they're talking about there. That is going to be the amount of people who qualify for this tax credit, people 62 and over, qualify for Social Security. That's going to be the amount that their taxes go up. 
Okay, that's right. Uh, okay, so and he, they're talking about that being three to six million dollars. So I went and looked. The sum total of they've budgeted, they've spread what they expect in property and personal property tax increases over the next several years. They're, the, the entire go ahead from all of property taxes and all of personal property taxes is five million dollars mm, total. 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 Wow. Yes. That's very disingenuous. It's, it's, I, so why doesn't I, someone slap the school district's hands for that? Well, I do. I talk about it openly. I'm going to write about it uh, because as I, my words were, is like disingenuous is a very nice is way of saying- Is this coming from school board members or from the administration? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, suspect, I would guess the administration is passing it off to school board well, members. The question that I ask is, is, did they just blow this off and throw you guys a number or are they being purposely, this is beyond disingenuous, this is just flat out. Yeah, it's a lie. It's yeah. just a flat out lie. Yeah. You know, so so how is Cherie Tolson Rice doing in her effort? She says she's got, a couple of weeks ago, uh, she had half. She's pretty confident. She's got a, a process set up to do this. I think timing is everything. She wants to make sure this is on the August ballot, correct? Correct. correct. Which makes a lot of sense to me. I don't doubt she pulls it off. I think that's what's going to happen. That's the other reason why commissioners have to reposition themselves because think how embarrassing it is when you're running for election and you won't, you, you don't, you won't make this happen. So this, this state rep has to come in here and make it happen. Now, how many, uh, counties have already enacted this uh, legislation? I think five, not that many. Okay. Are they small counties, big counties? I'm not sure. Sheree, okay. Sheree talked about that on the show here a week or two ago. Uh, and, and I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I do think in defense of, uh, the county, and I really don't mean in defense of the county because I wish we had more facts on the financial impact. But I think the bill is lousy. But but what Cherie would tell you too is like, okay, if it is, if somebody gets a little benefit that shouldn't, or if or if something has to be decided, you know, the amount of money just doesn't add up. It brings genuine relief to some people who need it with really having very little financial impact. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that we don't have time to really talk about is just this um, basically flood of money that has come into our county and into our city. Uh, when I was a county commissioner just three short years ago, uh, I think our annual budget was $86 million. It's now $125 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, You look at what the city is spending. I mean, we are, are we going to be able, are we writing checks today that, w- that we cannot cash 10 years from now, five yeah, years from now? I think so. Uh, I think so. We're, we are in extremely good times right now. Because of tax revenues, we we have very large fund balances right now. So in a way, you can't blame them for uh, uh, getting some things done that perhaps in other times couldn't be done. Are we doing that? Are we taking care of the long-term fixes of the roads, bridges, those types, the, the things that utilities, infrastructure, things that are important to people? What was on my mind is what the sheriff's got going on. I think that's, that's an example of something pretty Training good. Training center and a daycare center. Yeah. Okay. It, make, it makes sense I to agree. me. Yeah. Okay. What about the rest of the government? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, I tried to dive in a little bit to all these ARPA funds that are going out. That's just going to be... You know, you're, you're giving between a hundred and five hundred thousand dollars to these nonprofits. It's very little accountability. It's, but that's one time money. They're going to be coming back. Yeah. I, I think down the road, I don't think there's any things running cycles anyway. I don't think there's any question that down the road, there'll be a payday for some of this. Yeah. Um, just, uh, real quick, anything else happening that you're paying attention to? Uh, one of the questions I've asked you before, um, in terms of just the public entities that you're observing, uh, you know, the, the city council, the county commission, the school board, um, the library board, um, who, who are you most impressed with and least impressed with at this point? I, I see the county commission, I see the county operation, not just the commission. Yep. 
becoming the adults in the room. It's never mm-hmm. been that way. It's always kind of been the other way around. Mm-hmm. I, I see them working. I see what they're going to. I see them being quiet. Uh, I see them being effective. I think they got some talent there that uh, they didn't have before. And, uh, and I think they see a need in Boone County, which includes Columbia, for some type of leadership. And I think they see themselves as... You're speaking mainly of the presiding commissioner. Is that correct? And the staff that he's putting together. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, and, the, and the other electeds. Some yeah. of the other electeds. Yeah, across the board. Yeah. All the 13 different elected officials yeah. in that building. Yeah. So. Uh, I think the school board is on a bit of an upswing. I don't know how long it will last. I think Suzette Waters is doing a genuinely good job. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if she'll survive the next election. I hope she will. I, I know she's... I, I really feel like she's going to continue to lead in a way that she believes right I, I have not lost confidence in this superintendent although i know a lot of people have i think they're on a certain uh, better track there than they were i think the city's hidden in the other direction i think we need an intervention at the city i think it's i don't think it's getting better i think it's getting worse you can listen to mike kelly every sunday morning on the columbia bus show 8 a.m to 10 a.m on the eagle 93.9 thank you for did i say mike martin did i Mike Murphy. Mike Murphy. You can listen to Mike I Murphy. I answer to a lot of different yeah, stuff. I appreciate good. the plug. And Mike Martin calls in every now and then. So you he can does. Listen to him Mike too. Martin and I are good friends. Yeah, so we, absolutely. We tease each other about being mistaken for each other. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Thank uh, you. Always good to catch up Thank with you. you. This has been another edition of the CEO Roundtable. I'm Fred Perry. You've been listening to 93.9 The Eagle. This city is my city and I love it. Yeah, I love it.